Welcome to Pet Will Radio, a unique show about amazing animals and inspirational people. With your host, author, animal advocate, and attorney, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats on MixLR.com. This show is brought to you by the Law Offices of Hoyt and & Bryan and Animal Care Trust USA, where we help keep loved pets in loving homes. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. It's my pleasure to be with you today. Today, we're going to talk with our special guest. Her name is Joyce Belcher. She is a formulator and the president of Herbs for Life, um, but they're doing business as a company called Sustenance Herbs. Hi, Joyce. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and um, I'm excited to get to know about Sustenance Herbs, which uh, your website tells me are synergistic blends for pets. That's a lot in a short little bit of information, so tell us what Sustenance Herbs, it's even hard to say, Sustenance Herbs does. So we make organic pet supplements and herbal medicinals, botanical medicinals for veterinarians, all herbal and superfood based. Wow, that really sounds interesting. And I know for the folks that are listening who have pets, um, we're always looking for ways to do things more naturally, organically, stay away from anything that has chemicals or pesticides or herbicides. Um, So how did you get the idea to create this company? So pretty much what you, your uh, lead into the question is, is because I too was looking for ways that would be much more effective at actually improving the health of my animals as opposed to hindering it. Um, we had a, a year where we, we lost uh, five animals actually in 14 months and we felt like none of them needed to go, ne- none of them needed to die. And it was just bad advice that we had been given, and we believed and trusted in conventional medicine, conventional veterinary And um, it didn't work for us, and time after time it didn't work for us. So I knew that I had to learn and become proactive in my pet's health and make sure that I never had that happen again to any one of my animals. And when I did that, and I went out and I learned, and I learned herbal medicine, and I started working with holistic veterinarians that were very kind and took me under their wing, I was able to formulate and understand better. And that's when I started making formulas. So that makes a lot of sense to me, um, how how that um, experience with the loss of five animals in 14 months could um, lead you on a completely different path. And... um, I hope that I'm not opening any wounds, but can you give an example of what happened and that caused you to lose your trust in conventional medicine? Um, well, I had got, I had just, we had a puppy. We always rescued dogs, and we had rescued 64 dogs in nine years, my husband and I. And um, we found homes for most of them. Only one of them was so poor that had to be euthanized. But the rest, we found homes, and they lived long, healthy lives. 
and then I, I wanted a standard poodle, and I didn't need another animal, but I got a standard poodle puppy. I already had dogs, I mean, sorry, four horses, two dogs, and a cat, and a restaurant, so the last thing I needed was another animal, but I wanted her, so I got her, and she was just amazing, and I sold my restaurant to spend more time with her and my young horse, who I bred for, and um, she died from a combo vaccine that gave her a heart attack. And the young horse that I had bred for and was training for, he also died from a antibiotic shot that a vet gave him that I said he did not need and I did not want. And behind my back, he gave it to him. And it, um, it killed him. It rotted his colon and it killed him. A very horrible, expensive death. And <clears throat> those were the two that sent me over the edge that, um, I mean, the other three were also bad. And one, my mare, <coughs> excuse me, the mother of my young horse, she died from a Lyme vaccine. And the Lyme vaccine wasn't then and still isn't ever been approved for horses, yet they were giving it to horses. And I didn't know any better when the vet came and said, now that you're living in Maine, you have to have a Lyme vaccine. And I said, okay. And she died from it. And... Um, so all of that sent me into thinking, there has to be another way, a better way. You can't keep losing animals. So that's, you know, yeah, they are wounds, but. Well, I appreciate. You and, and you yes, and I appreciate you sharing that with us, um, Joyce, because I, I know that's hard to talk about. And, and I, I had a similar experience with a vaccine for my horse. Um, I adopted two wild horses through the government adoption program and um, I vaccinated one of them uh, well I vaccinated both of them one of them had a very severe reaction to a new vaccine uh, for West Nile virus and um, mm. he ended up having seizures for the next 10 years of his life he was seven when he got the vaccine and he had seizures until he died from a fatal seizure at the age of 17 and um, I know a lot of people probably thought I was nuts trying to keep this horse alive for 10 years, but um, he was one of those heart horses, as people sometimes refer to. He he was my true love, and um, and so I did everything I could to keep him alive. But I certainly um, I feel your pain in um, the loss of your your beautiful horses to such um, a, a tragic experience. Um, and, and it has changed my thinking as well. So I appreciate you um, doing what you're doing and telling us about it so that maybe others can learn from um, our losses and not make the same mistakes. And it looks like from being on your website at sustenanceherbs.com that you have lots and lots of interesting products. So why don't you take us through... Um, some of those products and uh, what they do. Okay. Well, I'll start with um, just saying, like, the beauty of herbs with pets is that they're highly effective and they're easily absorbed into the body system without stressing the organs as synthetics can. So it's really important to be able to have the right synergy within the herbs to be able to either correct or support the body's function, the normal structure function of the body. Um, so we make 
products that are daily supplements that can enhance every body system. For example, it would be a wellness blend like canine, uh, feline, or equine. They're all very different in the herbs that are in there. Some of the herbs are the same, but some of them are different because of the difference in the animals and what they can and can't have and what helps support different functions of the body. And then the medicinals that um, I formulate and make are all designed for a very specific reason. They're for a specific cause in the body. An example, just off the top of my head, would be Borel Immune is a product, and that is about the immune system that's affected when a tick bites or if a tick wants to be attracted to a weakened immune system. And it is uh, a group of five herbs that support the T helper one and two cells, um, the CD4 white blood cells, and all of the things to prevent infection from a tick or to treat it if the infection was, was there. Um, the same with like thyroid. For hyperthyroidism, unfortunately, is very popular in cats today because of the commercial diet that's so wrong for a obligate carnivore and um, it creates thyroid issues. So we have a formula to help take that back away and rebalance the thyroid, but the main thing is to change the diet as well. Um, <clears throat> for horses, we have several products, but the one that seems to be you know, as of late in the last couple of years, our most popular is going to be Open Air EQ. So, and it is about opening the airways for horses that a lot of horses are kept in dusty environments. <clears throat> the hays aren't as good as they used to be. This year seems to be the worst hay that I've ever heard all around the country. <clears throat> Excuse me, and with the lack of the vitamins and minerals and trace minerals in the soil that is supposed to be in their hay and in their grass that they're eating, it's really important to be able to supplement them. So the open air EQ helps to clear the breathing pass passages and, um, and airways and open it up and stops and prevents coughing. So that's okay. kind of very popular. Yeah, that sounds like a really good one, especially in uh, dusty, dry Florida when we haven't gotten enough rain. Mm -hmm. I, I also see that you have an interesting product called Hemp Hearts. Tell us a little bit about what that is. So Hemp Hearts are grown in Canada, and it's a hemp seed, a hemp heart, same thing. And the cool thing about it, it is the absolute perfect food for because it's very high calorie, and the calorie comes from the perfect blend of omega-3, 6, <clears throat> and 9. So you definitely don't want much on the 6 because that's an inflammatory omega, but the 3 you want a lot of because it's the anti-inflammatory. They're high in protein. A quarter cup serving is 338 calories. They absorb 100% of it. Horses were never meant to eat grains um, like belief that you feed your horse grains, which has come from, you know, the grain manufacturers in Monsanto about, what, 40 or 50 years ago, same with dogs and cats food, and the grains are highly inflammatory, and they don't digest them well. You'll see the grains, I'm sure you've seen this, Peggy, in your horse's stool if you feed grains, 
um, and because they have, you know, the the stomach and then the hindgut. The hindgut is a fermentation tank. Don't have access to good quality hay 24/7. That fermentation backs up. But as you know, they can't vomit and they can't expel anything once they swallow it, other than going through the colon. So it creates ulcers and various things through that digestive channel. Um, another formula that we have is very popular, unfortunately, is the ulcer formula because of things like that. So, but hemp seeds are... I think we may have lost our guest um, to a bad connection. Oh. So, are you still there, Joyce? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're having a little bit of difficulty with the connection. Um, you've been going in and out just a little bit. Um, so, yes, horses have a very delicate digestive system, and, and you mentioned something that a lot of people may not know, and that is that horse, horses cannot throw up. So I am noticing some difficulty with our connection, and I apologize to our listeners. If you're just joining us, you can go to sustenanceherbs.com. We're talking today with Joyce Belcher. She's the formulator and president of Herbs for Life, also known as Sustenance Herbs, and they produce organic pet supplements. And we're learning all kinds of things today about um, about herbal medicine and um, making sure that our pets get the best possible supplements. Um, so, Joyce, can all pets use sustenance herbs? Yes, all pets can use sustenance herbs. And we do have blends that are specific for cats, dogs, horses, and sheep in regards to what they can and cannot have either um, herbal-wise or, you know, with sheep, they can't have iron. So we have to balance out the herbs and make sure that there's no iron in it. But, yes, all pets can benefit from our herbal formulas. Um, and so can it go as far maybe as even having as good or better results than a prescription medication? Definitely better results. In, in So pharmaceuticals were originally based on the healing powers of plant medicine, but then they were created chemically. Therefore, they're synthetic, and they come with a list of negative side effects that plants do not have when used appropriately. And they're also, um, pharmaceuticals are also created for symptom control. An example would be steroids to shut the immune response down and not necessarily healing as plant medicine does. So that makes sense, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, I, I would wish we had a way to have our callers call in or to uh, send us questions because I'm sure you get a lot of them. But I noticed that you have a very interesting blog that's up on your site, and um, you even had an article on there. So I'm, I'm speaking to the horse lovers right now for a minute, but um, that has to do with a very common problem that we see in horses, and that is thrush which uh, happens in the horse's hooves. Um, it's not like you, we think about it in a, in a baby, but um, a little bit different in horses. Can you talk to us about that a little bit, Joyce? I can. You know, a lot of it is because of the environment that they're in and if their feet are not being cleaned and they're standing in a stall 
as opposed to having a lot of good out, outside time where they're running freely, um, you know, being packed with manure and urine and, you know, various things and bacterial, usually it's a combination of fungal and bacterial issues. Um, and we do make a product for that that um, really helps to get rid of the thrush. And it's uh, basically everything we do is certified organic and or wild harvested without the use of chemicals. I'm a stickler for very clean herbal products, whether ingested or topically, because if there's any type of pesticide or herbicide, you're not going to heal the same way, clearly. So we use certified essential oils with a carrier of uh, beeswax and um, able to make like a soft type of a paste. We put the essential oils, drip them right into the frog area, and then cover it with the, um, the soft-type paste that goes on it to help embed the oils into the area where the thrush is, and it goes in there and kills it. Chemicals or, you know, tar-based, petroleum-based things that are going into their bloodstream quite nicely. Well, that's good information for me to have because I do have a horse that throughout his life he has had chronic thrush issues, um, which can be very frustrating for people in terms of how to get rid of that. And um, and it's only just now, really, for the first time in his life that he's actually doing better. And I, it's either related to his diet or something, I'm sure, um, that's causing him to have this better response than he's ever had before. Um, tell us about a couple of the other products that you have, Joyce. So, well, one of the most common problems that, you know, pets face that herbal supplements can help are the musculoskeletal issues, the joints, the ACL, CCL, you know, um, connective tissue. The number one surgery in this country for dogs for the last three years in a row is the ACL, CCL tears. So... Musculoskeletal system, whether we're a dog, cat, horse, sheep, human, it doesn't matter, needs to be fueled by vitamin C. The unfortunate part for the animals is that vitamin C is not a natural part of their diet in any way, shape, or form, if you think about that. So a lot of supplements that are out there for vitamin C is synthetic vitamin C, which is called a, a, ascorbic acid. It's always hard for me to put those letters together. Yeah, ascorbic acid, right. Um, ascorbic acid. And it is not absorbable, and it creates a, a quite a bit of GI distress. If you've ever taken vitamin C yourself that was based from ascorbic acid, you'll notice that your urine is very dark and, you know, has a very loud odor to it. Uh, kidneys are really struggling to try to process it out of the body. So not only is it useless in the body, it's also damaging to the kidneys on a regular basis. So we make a supplement that nourishes the entire musculoskeletal system. It's very high in vitamin C, and that vitamin C comes from amalaki fruit, A-M-A-L-A-K-I, also known as amla, A-M-L-A. It's 100% absorbable, and it creates no GI distress at all. And in Ayurveda, it's known as the great rejuvenator. It strengthens and supples connective tissue. An example, the ligaments, the tendons. It strengthens the bone while supporting the spine. The formula also um, has 
adaptogens. They're a group of herbs that adapt to the body stressors that are all specific for the immune system. And then they each have their own um, specific area. A luthero root is for the circulatory system to prevent stagnation in the body, keep everything moving. Ashwagandha is musculoskeletal as well as um, adrenal support. And amalaki is also an adaptogen. So it's all of them, all of the products that are in the, all of the ingredients, I should say, in the product are based around the immune system, but then are very specific for the musculoskeletal system. And then there are some inflammatories like devil's flower and turmeric and boswellia, um, a little bit of ginger just to balance a lot of the cooling herbs to make it warmer so it's not too cooling for the GI tract. That's a product that uh, we call um, either Canine Joint Works or Equine Joint Works or Joint Works Pet, which is the liquid version of it for small dogs and cats. And for the liquid, you just put that onto their food or you put it directly into their mouth? You could do it either way, but we always think that pets are much happier if we just mix it in their food. Uh, they tend to be instead of having to fight them. Um, I noticed, too, <laughs> that you uh, that you offer some um, herbal wormers for pets. Can, can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah. Especially in horses, so yeah. important because of all that chemical that goes into them on a monthly basis that, you know, again, like vitality is what we need for our animals in order for them to survive and be healthy. And if we're continuing to put chemical warmers or dewormers or chemical prevention to heartworm or fleas and ticks or whatever, then we're losing that vitality. We're losing the vital animal. So we need to be able to strengthen. And then number one, they're as a type of parasite. But the equine herbal warmer is amazing. You will love that. I'll send you some. But it smells delicious. A lot of the herbs that are in there are considered culinary herbs to us, like anise and, um, well, it has some chamomile and different things. And the premise behind how this works is that, oh, there's thyme and there's dulse, and is it works with the days around the full moon is when the parasites are the most prevalent in any type of farming like biodynamic farming they don't use any chemicals biodynamic is one step better than organic they use different other things whether it's birds or other bugs that they will plant around their gardens that will keep away the parasites that could be damaging to the crop so with the horses the equine herbal warmer, we give it to them two days before the full moon, the day of the full moon, and two days after. One tablespoon, they love it. They will lick it right out of their dish. They'll attack you for it when you open the bag. It smells phenomenal, and it's highly effective, and it's a prevention or treatment. It will kill any existing parasites. So, and you're giving them nothing but 100% certified organic goodness well and that almost sounds too good to be true especially for horses and anybody who's ever tried to give their horse that nasty paste wormer um that they hate and um 
and you you have to either wrestle them with it or try to disguise it in their food and um, you usually end up getting it all over your shirt or yourself or your hair um, <laughs> Yep. So how long will a I, – I notice it comes in um, four, eight, and 16-ounce packages for horses. How long will the four-ounce last for a single horse? So that will last – so four ounces is 44 – oh, sorry, 22 tablespoons. So that will last for four and a half months. You use five tablespoons per month. One okay. tablespoon per day for five days per month, and okay. you don't need to do it if you're if you're in a cold environment in the winter. You don't need to do it during the winter. You only want to do it like starting in March, and then possibly ending in October or November, depending on where you live. Okay, that's good advice because well, I live in Florida. You live in Maine part of the year. So you um, you, you would do, yeah you would do it year round. Um, yes, because we have you know summer summer and summer. Um, we don't really ever get a winter, and um, it's, you know, it's March, but the flies are already out, so um, the herbal wormer sounds like a really good product for um, the horse lovers. So one of the things that you mentioned, and, and I want to circle back around because I want to remind our listeners that um, you're listening to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. We're on MixLR.com. This show is brought to you by the Law Offices of Hoyt and Bryan, that's my law firm, and Animal Care Trust USA, a not-for-profit charity dedicated to helping people create pet trusts for the lifetime care of their pets. Today we're talking with our special guest. Her name is Joyce Belcher, and she is a formulator and the president of Sustenance Herbs and we are learning all kinds of things today about how to provide our pets with organic pet supplements and not things that could potentially make them ill. Uh, a few moments ago, Joyce, you were talking about something that um, is interesting to me, and that has to do with um, the thyroid for our pets. So I, I'm going to give you an example and, and just tell me what you think about this. So I have this black Labrador. Um, who's lovely, and um, but he's extremely fat. So everybody thinks that he must have a thyroid problem because I really do not overfeed him. What would be a good product for him? Well, first I would have to look at his diet and say, what are you um, Not necessarily about the quantity because you know if your quantity is right or wrong. But the um, what is the what is the makeup? What's the constitution of his food? Okay, so start with what are they eating, right? Yes. All right. So he's of course eating a uh, a hopefully better than average quality kibble with a freeze dried topping. So in order for me to really break it down, I'd have to see the label or know the brand up the label and I could definitely do that for you at another time okay um, or later on or whatever um, in the meantime if you feel like he's getting adequate exercise he um, may need some GI help he may need some pre and probiotics and digestive enzymes maybe he's not absorbing the right part of his food if his diet is what he is if it isn't, then we would change the diet first and then look at that. But um, 
probiotics, a pre and probiotic digestive enzyme formula could be very helpful for digestion. Also, if his metabolism is a little bit slow, we could definitely give him something like um, our canine wellness blend. Uh, so that works with every system in the body to be able to and kind of scan the body and regulate what needs to be regulated because it's a base of adaptogens and tonic herbs. Tonic herbs tonify all the body, all the function in the body, all of the systems, like the kidneys and the liver. And if he has like a sluggish diet, can tonify that. So there are different ways of looking at first, what's the cause? Why is he overweight when he shouldn't be? Um, and then secondly, what should we do by correcting that? So that's very good advice. I'm sure a lot of people have um, overweight dogs that um, they, you know, we all kind of struggle with that. We personally, some of us struggle with that as well. Um, but uh, definitely um, good advice. It's always, it always feels like a guessing game, though, you know, that you, you don't know. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't sometimes. But um, it sounds like, based on what you're saying, um, that as a, as a general um, way of maybe addressing his problem, you could try the canine wellness blend and see if that has any positive effects for him. Yeah, we could definitely do that. But I think first thing is always going to be the food first to make sure the ingredients are for his constitution, for like he's eating for his blood type, his body type, his build, whatever. Um, making sure that he's getting the ingredients that he needs that's going to fuel energy. Good advice. And I will admit, he is probably the laziest dog I ever met in my whole life. Because um, <laughs> you, you do see, you know, you hear the word Labrador Retriever and you think of this dog that might be jumping around and going crazy and uh, that would not be this particular dog. Um, he is about as laid back as they come. So um, that's, that's all very good advice. I hope the listeners that uh, have the same problem I have with uh, chubby dogs um, we'll take that to heart and um, and be able to use that information to uh, to help address their their fat dogs concerns. Um, let's say that I were, were to start with um, just like a canine wellness um, formulary, and how long should I wait? How long should I give that before I expect to see some sort of results? So I mean, results are. Like, you know, any any modality of healing or building health, working with the immune system, they're quite individual depending on the age, the health, the diet, the activity. But what I can tell you is that most of our clients see an improvement overall within one to three weeks with the right formulas for their pet needs. Okay, so one to three weeks. That's good to know. Um, I, I'm going to guess that another common problem that people might experience, and, and I am particularly right now because, I, like you, I have a lot of pets. I have six dogs. And um, uh, itchiness, is that something that people claim, that talk to you about, about their pets having ongoing itchiness? It's a very common problem. And so, again, that will come back down to I look at their food first. If I don't see any red flags in the food, then I'm going to look and see, like, how much omega-3 are they getting in their diet. If they're itchy, it could be just, like, really dry skin because they're not getting enough good fat. The omega-3 is a very important fat 
but it needs to be from a very good clean source and not from something that says like salmon oil because the salmon oil that would just be very generic and it could be farm raised salmon so then we're just giving them toxicity that we don't want to give them right um we do omega-3 gold which is a very beautiful combination we actually were lucky enough to have um one of the the actually the nine dermatologist veterinary extraordinaire what is he number one two or number one or number two canine dermatologist um, in the country and travels all over the world teaching um, veterinarians about dermatology. And what his recommendation to us when we needed a formula for our omega-3 oil was all just very cold, sustainable um, anchovy oil. And so that's what we have. And that is a game changer for a lot of itchy skin. The other thing that it can be, Peggy, is very common is that the dog needs to detox. When they have a round of vaccines and when they're using spot-on chemicals and they have all of these other, um, you know, things that are going to disrupt the organs of elimination and overburden them with toxins, they no longer can function the way they're supposed to according to nature and in their bodies. We need to clean out the organs of elimination at least one time per year. The skin is the largest organ of elimination, so when the others, like the kidney and the um, liver and the lymphatic and the blood, when all of that becomes overburdened with toxins, you're going to start seeing skin issues like hot spots, dry, crusty, scabby, whatever it may be, a lot of itching, that can just simply be Okay, so I'm, I'm sure that this is a problem that a lot of people have. Um, and so you mentioned um, doing like an annual detox. Um, what do you recommend for that, Joyce? Oh, it is possible that we have lost our guest speaker. Um, that's Joyce Belcher. She's the formulator and president of Herbs for Life. Um, we know it as sustenance herbs. And... Um, we will do our best to get her back on the line. We're hoping that you will visit her website at sustenanceherbs.com. She's been telling us all kinds of interesting information about uh, detoxing, about using organic pet supplements, about looking at diet first before we start jumping to conclusions about what might be um, the cause of our pet's problems, um, looking at exercise, uh, thinking about digestive enzymes. Um, I want to suggest that listeners go to uh, sustenanceherbs.com. There's a really good blog um, here with lots of great information, everything from protecting your pet's paws in both winter and summer, talking about raw food diets for cats, and um, and talking about thrush in horses Um we, we started down the road about talking about parasites, and so very interesting for all of us. Um, Joyce, did we get you back? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Oh, great. Okay. Awesome. Um, so before we lost you, we were talking about um, uh, parasites and pets and, and overloading systems and detoxing, and, and so my question really is, is if, if it's a good idea to do a once-a-year detox, um, for our pets, um, what product would you recommend for that purpose? 
our product is simply called Detox Liver Cleanse. And one of the most important times to do that is a couple of weeks before the dreaded uh, but highly mandated rabies vaccine. It's preserved with thimerosal. Thimerosal is 49% mercury. Heavy metals never leave the body unless we assist them. And this formula has shisandra berry that is not only an affinity to cleanse the liver, but also the neurological system. It's really, really important. So we should do the detox liver cleanse before we get our annual or sometimes every three-year rabies vaccine. Should only be uh, most at most every three years um, legal. That's just the legality. But we we prefer to start that before the vaccine because of the heavy metal toxicity of the vaccine and the um, strength that vaccine really is as it is. So if you start two weeks before, then when the vaccine is administered, the organs are pretty much cleared out, and then you'll continue for 30 days afterwards because it takes a minimum of 28 days to remove heavy metals from any of our bodies. So two weeks before and 30 days after our vaccine uh, regimen for our pets. Um, I, I don't know, um, are they still doing lots of combo vaccines for pets, Joyce? It, real, yeah, it really depends on the veterinarian. I mean, there is so much good research and information on all these vaccines that should not be given. Um, there's just like a core group. My recommendation to that is get a holistic veterinarian. Um, talk to them. There's a lot of good ones out there that you can go to AHBMA. It stands for American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association org. And you can go on their website and you can put in your zip code and they'll tell you all of their members that are around you in that area. Um, that are holistic veterinarians, and that's really the way you need to follow um, to not over-vaccinate. Like, we don't over-vaccinate. Like, you don't give your kids a vaccine every year. Why would you give your dogs a vaccine every year? And they don't go out of their body just because time goes. You know what I mean? They don't right. in hours either. Yeah, so, so we're just accumulating that over time. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Jean Dodds, she is a veterinarian that has devoted, I'm going to quote, about eight years or longer of her life to um, this. It's called the Rabies Challenge. And she is challenging the pharmaceutical companies because they're the ones that will not do the testing. Um, and they've only ever tested up to three years, which is why they're saying you have to do it every three years. But it the rabies vaccine, Dr. Ron Schultz, who was our nation's immunologist until he retired a few years back, like three maybe, he proved that rabies lived in the body for well over 13 years from his golden retrievers by doing titers every year to see that it was still very highly effective in the blood. So over vaccine is a, you know, another way that dogs are dying unnecessarily and it's also one of the top causes and leading causes of cancer in dogs and in horses by over vaccinating well and we are seeing a a real uh spike i th i feel like in cancer in dogs i've lost several dogs to cancer 
um, over their lifetimes. And, and, you know, you kind of scratch your head and you go, why is this happening? Because, you know, they live on a farm and you feel like you feed them good food and that they, you know, have the best care that they can get. And yet they're still um, dying of cancer. Yeah. So a lot of it is pointed towards over vaccination. Um, okay. So that doesn't make me feel good, but because um, I... I really, anybody who knows me know that knows that I'm kind of anti-vaccine. I mean, I do the bare minimum possible, drive my vets a little bit crazy um, on that, but um, fortunately they, they listen to me. And um, here's the thing that I feel like we're doing, and, and just talk to this a little bit and, and how we can stop doing this. So the it seems like we're being recommended to give our pet a monthly heartworm pill um, and then we're also putting some sort of monthly flea preventative either on or into their bodies um, and then we're doing the vaccines at least annually um, is there a way that we could avoid all of that using um, products like sustenance herbs Yes, exactly. And what you're talking about, too, when you're putting a spot-on chemical for um, flea and tick, uh, the heartworm, you know, the ivermectin, all of those are neurological disruptors. They're designed to shut down the neurological system of anything that bites and gets the blood of your dog. I've actually heard many, many, many vets say, well, it doesn't affect your dog's blood or your dog's neurological system. Well, how could that possibly be true? We're putting it directly into their skin, which is, is absorbing it, or they're ingesting it either way, and they're neurological disruptors. So when a, a tick bites, for example, or a flea, it shuts down their neurological system and it kills them. Well, it does the same thing to the animal over time as well. And um, the boral immune that I, I formulated this almost 10 years ago. We've had it on the market a little over nine years now. And we formulated it, I formulated it with Dr. Lee Herzig, who's a holistic veterinarian in Maine, who's now retired. But he and I formulated that together for the premise of being able to prevent tick-borne diseases in dogs, mainly Lyme disease. We had several case studies. We did 45 days of boral immune and then we retested the same the cases that we were we were doing. We re did blood tests. What I'm trying to say. And an example, one of my rescue dogs, she had a positive of anaplasma. She was not positive Lyme. She did not get bitten by a tick um, that whole time. Did the ticks can smell it in their blood? And it isn't because it's a neurotoxin. It's because it's heightening the immune points that I mentioned before, the T helpers and the and the blood, uh, the CD4 white blood cells, all that need to be lowered in order for a tick to infect or even want to get on the body to begin with. And then when we retested in 45 days, she was negative anaplasma for the first time in three years. Now she never had any symptoms of anaplasma, but she had a positive reading. And she lived to be 14 and a half years old, and she never had a tick-borne disease. She never had anaplasma come back. And on and on with the case studies, it was the same way. So we, we have found now over the years with horses and dogs that 
we are preventing it. The ticks aren't even getting on them. And if they are positive or have a high titer of Lyme, with the right combination of the boreal immune, the detox, and a probiotic to build their immune system up, they're negating Lyme disease. Wow, and and probably a lot of people would say, and I think my vet included, that Lyme disease is probably one of the most prevalent things that we see out there today. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely endemic, and it's not going to go away because um, you know the ticks are just getting harder and harder to resist anything. And as long as we're dumping chemicals in our dogs and making them, you know, have a less vital force, uh, there's a really good ebook that you can get. It's Dr. Will Faulkner, F-A-U-L-C-O-N-E-R, I believe, or it could be a K, but I think it's a C. And it's called The Vital Animal. But if anybody wants to email it, email me, then I would be happy to share that book because I have permission from him to share the book. And it describes about the vitality of the animal. And when we continue to dump chemicals and give them toxins and poisons and over-vaccinate, all we're doing is killing their vitality. We want them to be able to resist all of these things that they're subject to. They need to be strong. They need to have the strength and the vitality to do so. Agreed. So tell us what is the best email address for you if uh, we have a listener who's interested in getting a copy of this ebook called The Vital Animal. Sure. It's connect at sustenanceherbs.com. Um, okay. So if you want to get a copy of the ebook, you can reach out to Joyce at connect at sustenanceherbs.com. You can go to her website at sustenanceherbs.com, check out her online store, her blog. Um, there are even retail locations throughout the United States that um, some of you may be lucky enough to live near. Um, lots of good published articles on the site and um, just a tremendous amount of information. So something that I want to say uh, about Sustenance Herbs and about its founder and formulator, Joyce Belcher, um, and you told me this before the show started, and, and I love it, so I wanted to share it, um, that although you live in Maine, you um, do spend your winters in warmer climates, and um, you mentioned that you or your husband travel back to Maine every three weeks in order to um, produce your products because these proprietary formulas are so secret that not even your employees know what's in them. Yeah, they know what's in them. They don't know the formula. All of our labels are clear. All of our products are clearly labeled with the ingredients, but not with the formulas of the ingredients. And we... We produce um, 100% of our raw materials for our liquid formulas, and we produce about 50% for the powders. So we are very hands-on, handmade, small batches. So that should give people lots of uh, confidence in the quality of the products that they're buying. Um, there's just a lot of things on here that um, you can work your way through everything from um, so this natural repel natural repellent um, so that sounds like a good thing too is that for humans or pets both yeah and this year was the first year that we actually put um, for dogs and their and their uh, humans on the label to let people know that you can use it for yourself everything in it is certified organic and on the spray 
it's the same ingredient, the nature repel oil, and then we dilute it with an organic witch hazel uh, so that it sprays easily and lovely, and it soaks into the skin a lot quicker and lasts a lot longer than if it was just a water-based, uh, you know, what do you call it, menstruum. Right. Um, and the reason for the certified organic and the witch hazel as well is that it has less than 1% alcohol, and regular witch hazel that is not organic is about 22 or 24% alcohol. So we don't really want to spray the alcohol on our skin or on our pet skin. Um, it could be stingy, and this isn't. It's lovely, and it's soothing, and it smells really good, and, and it's effective. Excellent. So um, I love that um, that your products are are something that you're so passionate about that the um, that the formulas are um, proprietary to you and to your spouse and um, and it's been such a pleasure to be able to speak with you today is there is there anything that you would want to leave our listeners with today Joyce before we sign off so my message to everybody is really to become very proactive in your pet's life. Like we love our pets more than anything, all of us out there that have them. And when someone tells you something, it doesn't matter who it is, if it doesn't feel right to you, question it and then get some other advice from someone else. Because somebody tells you that maybe you're a veterinarian or someone else that this is the right thing to do is to give your dog this chemical or this you know, shot or whatever, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to be browbeated to it. Just be your pet's advocate. Excellent advice. So we all have to advocate on behalf of our pets because, as we know, they cannot advocate on their own behalf. And uh, that's my own message as well, both as an estate planning attorney and as a pet advocate. Um, I think it's our job as pet parents to do the best job we can, not only while our pets are living, but to make sure that our pets are also taken care of if something should happen to us. If we become disabled, if we die, we want our pets to um, have the lifestyle that they've grown accustomed to and that they remain in um, happy, loving homes. And, um, and that's my message, and it sounds like it's Joyce's as well. And so we thank you so much, Joyce, for joining us today. And um, please oh, yeah, check. You're very welcome. Oh, you thank you. Um, and please check out her website at sustenanceherbs.com. And you can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at All My Children Wear Fur Coats, on Twitter at Kids in Fur Coats. And um, we're happy to be here each and every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time bringing you all my children wear fur coats and um, we'll see you next week we're here every week and you know my motto it is until there are none please adopt one and we'll see you next week happy tales thank you for joining us on pet will radio visit petwillradio.com for updates on shows links to previous shows inspirational stories videos and more until next time Take care.